0: episode 37, where today we're talking about uncovering some of the hidden fears that are holding us back. The reason why we're talking about this is because last week we talked about self-doubt and several of you reached out to me and said, you know, but Christy, I don't feel like I've got self-doubt. And so I wanted to dive a little bit further into this, this idea, this concept of self-doubt, and see if we can uncover some fears that may be preventing you from moving forward. No matter what it is that you've decided that you want to do, whether it's get a little bit more fit, or you know walk more steps, or master your emotional eating, or give up sugar, or You know, even lose five pounds or gain 10 pounds. Whatever you do, ultimately, if you're unable to accomplish it fairly easily with eh, some degree of effort, but without, you know, a monumental amount of effort, there's probably some sort of fear that is holding you back, keeping you stuck firmly in the place where you are right now and let's be honest it's a lot easier right to go through life not making any changes right it's totally uncomfortable and you may be miserable but it's easy it's what's known it's comfortable and it's easier to live with the uncomfortable that you know than it is to move into an area of uncomfortable or unknown because as far as the mind, the brain is concerned, anything that you've not experienced, anything that you are, you know, that's considered an unknown is, and this may be a mild exaggeration, but it has the possibility for (laughs) insta-death. Now, you and I both know that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, not eating emotionally today or not eating emotionally in response to this situation, that's not an insta-death situation, but the mind goes, but eating in response to this situation has helped us survive. Okay. That makes it the path we need to take. And so that fear of the unknown, that fear of uncertainty, that fear of how will I cope with this situation without food? How will I cope with my boss without shopping how will i cope with my relationship without binge watching netflix or hulu those kinds of things they they're at the core of these stuck places and so we want to sit down and see if we can root them out not all obstacles are obvious obviously if you were faced with a big grizzly bear or I don't know, a saber toothed tiger or something very large and menacing, you'd have fear and it would be good fear. It would be trying to protect you. But most of us on a normal average everyday basis are still living with some degree of fight or flight, some degree of stress, living in this survival mode or you know having this survival mode triggered even though we may not be staying in it 24 hours a day but we're still experiencing this and how that that stress manifests is excuses it could be anything it could be um i don't feel like it it's not needed it's not required i'm too busy um You know, you also could be coming up with excuses like, I don't know enough. I don't know enough to move forward with my emotional eating mastery. I don't have the right time or I don't have enough time to make a meal plan that would prevent me from hitting the drive-thru or hitting the vending machine, right? These are forms of self-sabotage that we've talked about before. Or maybe you're telling yourself that there's something very specific that you need to be focusing on right now to the exclusion of what it is that you want. Say you need to be focusing on your job and that gives you an excuse to eat out more often or go to the drive through or make do with whatever you're able to find in the vending machine. Or it creates that stress from focusing on your job creates more stress so that you have an excuse to eat emotionally. One of the other excuses that you may be hearing or telling yourself is is that you'd really like to do something but your friends, your family or your spouse think it's a bad idea. This applies when you are say trying to make a change like moving towards intuitive eating or normal eating. Let's be honest, moving towards normal eating and intuitive eating, giving up the diet mentality is very scary. For you as the person trying to do it. But sometimes it's really scary for the people who are around you. Especially if they have concerns about uh, your sugar intake, your food intake, the quantities that you're eating, your weight, your health, anything like that. And so when you start talking about, you know, I'm thinking about doing this intuitive eating. I'm thinking about this is the way that we're supposed to eat or this is the way I want to start eating. People may start providing you with lots of feedback about your ideas and your intentions, and that can become an excuse to keep you stuck where you are. Because who wants to, you know, attempt to do something while everybody else thinks it's a bad idea and is going to be giving you pushback and may actually try to sabotage your efforts? Another excuse that you might be using is you know, the right doors haven't opened for me, right? That's looking for the timing to be perfect or, you know, the situation to be perfect. And honestly, if you're feeling it in your gut, now's the time, then you have no better uh, excuse, no better reason, no better opportunity, right? Go with your gut always. And if your gut's kind of, eh, you know, giving you the drag, you're telling you, eh, maybe not right yet, then trust that. Because if you try to do something and your gut's not with you, if you're not in alignment with that choice, it is going to be a slog the entire time. So, and you're probably going to hit, you know, moments where your motivation and your energy are flagging no matter what you're doing anyway. So might as well set yourself up for as much ease and effortlessness as you can possibly manage, right? One of the other excuses that you may be telling yourself is, is that you're not capable or you don't know if you feel capable and that excuse is a fear that you're not going to get the results that you were looking for. You're not going to lose the weight or you're going to continue with your emotional eating habits or You're going to set some deadline, some goal, and you won't reach it. And that will just reinforce the fact that you think that you are a failure and you can't accomplish your goals. Here's the thing, though. Every time you tell yourself that and every time you don't try, you prove to yourself that you can't accomplish your goals. And while not everything works out all the time, as long as you keep moving forward, keep trying you're still going to get something better than what you had, what you currently have, where you're currently at. And that's always better, right? Progress is always progress and better is always better. So the root of these excuses is fear, right? And fear causes self-sabotage. It will lead you to, um, you know, eat that sleeve of cookies when you didn't really mean to. It can make you go out more than you intended. It can make you actually have more, or I should say, stronger emotional responses to situations that wouldn't normally bother you, which will in turn, right, cause you to eat emotionally. When you start thinking about, you know, going on a plan or a program, even if it's not calorie restrictive or, you know, carb, protein, fat, restrictive, you may begin to have thoughts about restriction. Those thoughts of deprivation, restriction, and neglect may in turn cause you to have thoughts about binging. And it's really about that fear. So the question is, is what is the fear? Is the fear related to disappointing yourself, disappointing someone else? That fear of failure Dive deeper into it. What's it really about? Right? Failure is never really failure because you're only labeled a failure if you stop. Right? Failure is a terminal status. If you continue to try, then you have moments when you receive negative feedback or not the results you were looking for, but that's not failure. That is that's feedback, that's an opportunity for improvement, it's when you sit down or give up or throw in the towel that if you do that before you've accomplished your goal, that the overall effort becomes labeled a failure. And you can avoid that by simply deciding for yourself that perhaps that situation, that goal, that achievement wasn't that important to you. It's when you give up on a goal or an achievement that's really important to you that you have failed. Right? So get clear on that. If it's really important to you, keep going. If it's not, then don't do it. And if you decide it's not important and to not continue doing it, then you absolutely have not failed. In fact, you have succeeded. What's worse, continuing on a path, doing something that does not make you happy, that actually doesn't get you any closer to a goal that you didn't really want in the first place, or not doing it and getting on with doing something that you actually do want to do, accomplishing goals you actually do want to accomplish, and being the best version of yourself, right? Accomplishing what you came here and have been put on this planet, this u- in this universe to accomplish. Personally, I think that you know if, if it's not important to you, let it go, move on, and go do something that that's really meaningful and powerful to you. So you may find yourself procrastinating as another form of fear or self sabotage. This happens when your goal is kind of large. If you you know, for some people, losing a lot of weight is a very large goal. Um, for other people, you know, trying to manage something like emotional eating that they've been struggling with all their lives, that seems like a huge deal. And so you keep starting over. You keep stopping and starting. You keep starting again on Monday and putting it off, right? When something goes not quite right or when you screw up a little bit. Right? That's a form of procrastination, which is also a form of self-sabotage. But regardless of that self-sabotage, the root is based in fear. So how do you uncover the roots of your fear? Right? What is the root cause, the, the basis? What's keeping you stuck? One of the best ways that I have found... To really get to the root or the roots because oftentimes there's more than one for why I continue to be stuck and this works for my clients as well and that's why I'm sharing it with you today is to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or you know your notebook your laptop your phone whatever something that you can write with and see if you can come up with all the possible reasons, right? They don't have to apply to you. Even as you are writing it down, you can go, yes, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Nope, this one's not mine. Write them all down anyway. So when we're talking about, let's say, let's say you've been struggling with your emotional eating for, I don't know, 40 years, and you can't seem to really master it. Okay, number one, As long as you're trying, you are still making progress. Number two, if you thought about it for two seconds, about where you are today in your emotional eating episodes versus where you were when you first started on this journey, chances are you actually have made improvements. But if we're getting down to the root of why you might continue with this behavior and this habit and this pattern in this program, even though it's no longer serving you, right? I'm going to just brainstorm. A couple of ideas here. One, you might find that there are people around you who have this same behavior, and we tend to operate, um, you know, we want to stay in clans, we want to stay in groups with other people, like minded individuals. And if you stop your emotional eating, you might be on the outs with your current clan. Two, you, there may be fear about judgment of, you know, what happens if. Somebody around you is eating emotionally and you choose not to. Three, how will you deal with situations, events, people that you previously were dealing with by eating emotionally? What will you do now? Four, emotionally eating is, can be somewhat enjoyable, especially around celebrations or when you're using it to um, you know, make yourself feel better. How will you feel better if you're not eating, right? That's a big fear for a lot of people. So really dig down deep, right? So if you are, let's say, struggling with your weight, same process applies. What are some of the reasons that you might still be stuck? What might be some of the reasons that you are sabotaging yourself? Maybe you don't really want it, but somebody else wants it for you. Maybe you have fears about being attractive to the opposite sex. Maybe you are afraid something will happen to you if you are attractive to the opposite sex. Maybe you are afraid that you will act differently if you are, or if you feel attractive. As an example, because I know that one probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. I had a client once who she was, she was somewhat concerned that if she lost her weight and got down to her goal weight that, number one, she would be attractive to men and that they would come on to her. She was somewhat concerned that that might lead down a road to, um, you know, rape or sexual harassment. But she was also concerned that someone might... Find her attractive, right? Flirt with her, and she might respond in a way that she didn't want to, right? She might mistake that flirting for an actual attraction. And she was a married woman. So she didn't want to find herself in, you know, an, an affair or in an emotionally charged situation with someone who wasn't her husband. So that was a big fear for her. So other fears might be, you know, if you have a lot of weight to lose, you know, what if you have excess skin? What if you don't have money to aff- afford new clothing? What if your friends or your family reject your new form? What if losing all the weight doesn't actually give you the feeling that you have been spending all of your time and energy and effort trying to obtain? Right, so these are some of the fears that can keep you stuck. So dive down, see if you can uncover what those fears may be. Now, more important, well, not more important, equally important to determining what those fears are is overcoming them, right? Because if you've got these fears, it does you no good to know that you've got them unless you can do something about them. So, I want to give you a couple of tips and tricks and practices that you can use to begin to overcome some of these fears. One of them has its root, its basis in meditation or hypnosis. And that is, you know, kind of a guided imagery or imagination type process where you think about the process of being successful you know how would it be to go through this situation with you know your boss or your friends or your family or your spouse how would you deal with a situation without emotionally eating how would you deal with a death in the family without emotionally eating how would you deal with let's say looking in the mirror and finding, you know, here you are at your goal weight, but you're still not pleased with what you see in the mirror. How are you going to deal with that without emotionally eating, right? So going down that path mentally and not stopping at the fear, not stopping at the resistance, not stopping at the anxiety or the stress, right? Moving through that and making a plan so that, okay, I get to my goal weight, but I'm still unhappy with how I look. What am I going to do then? Or I'm at my goal weight, but I feel weak and like I'm not strong enough to protect myself. What will I do? Well, you can, you, this is just an example of following the process. You can uh, take a self-defense class. You can you go to CrossFit. You can take Krav Maga classes, you can, you can do whatever it is that you need to do to make yourself feel empowered and feel strong and feel capable, right? So the solution to the problem, so the fear is the weakness, right? You're afraid to lose the weight because you're afraid you'll feel weak, but the solution to that is not to stay and keep the weight. The solution is actually to start working on your capabilities for protecting yourself and you know feeling strong and feeling capable right now, so that when you do lose weight and get down to where you'd like, that you feel strong, you feel confident, and you don't have to worry about it. Another way that you can use this—we sometimes call it future pacing—but this this idea of walking down the path um, of what you think that your future is going to look like, or what you want your future to look like. A lot of times people struggle because they don't know what success looks like. They don't know what success feels like. And so when you go down this path, you can practice in your mind. What does success feel like? What would it feel like to have a stressful day at work and come home and go for a walk instead of eating a bag of chips? Would you feel proud? Would you feel excited and hopeful that this new way could be your way. That this, this one chance, this one moment that you took to make the decision to not eat emotionally, to go for a walk or to walk on the treadmill or to, I don't know, clean house or clean your closet or read a book instead. That that moment, that decision could change the path of the rest of your life. How does that make you feel? Are you excited about it? the more often that you, even in your mind, just practice these ideas, you will be training yourself, training your mind to take that path, to make that an option when these situations come up. So that when you do have a stressful day or you, you have a bad hair day or a bad boss day or you fight with your spouse, it becomes a more likely option that you will go do yoga or go get on your treadmill or go for a walk or go clean your garage, go wash the car. You know, something to work through and offload those emotions, give you time to think and consolidate your feelings and your thoughts so that you can come back and possibly you know, work through that situation with the person, you know, who's also involved. But as you're making your list of excuses or reasons, um, you may find that there are some that make you uncomfortable. Those are ones that you may want to pay attention to. It may make you feel uncomfortable, this idea that you may not be able to trust yourself around others if you were to lose weight. Or the fear that if you were able to embark on the path of normal or intuitive eating that you would give in completely and not be able to stop eating. Those are uncomfortable fears. And a lot of times that is, sometimes it's the fear of the fear, if that makes sense, that kind of stops us in our tracks. That fear that we might never stop eating becomes so big that we stop ourselves. And keep in mind that when you are working through this list, you're not actually doing the thing, right? You're not making the changes. You're just playing. You are doing a mind exercise. You are evaluating. You are exploring, right? Try to think of it as play. Being curious. That will hopefully prevent the resistance from getting too big. Especially when it comes to weight issues. A lot of people are concerned that they have lived through or experienced some form of abuse. And that is the root cause of their weight issues. And I want to express to you today that no matter what you've gone through. Whether or not you are aware of it or not, understand and know that you have survived. And so if you go back and uncover a memory or face a memory that you've been ignoring, realize that you have already survived it. You don't have to relive it or experience it again. You have survived. It cannot hurt you anymore. And most of the time, it's the meaning we give to those things, those experiences that are actually more harmful to us than the experience itself. So whether or not you experienced inappropriate behavior um, in your past, you know whether or not it was a, a friend, a relative, you know, something like that, if you're afraid that your weight or your emotional eating issues are due to some sort of inappropriate behavior. I want you to take a deep breath and be brave. Know that whatever it is that you have experienced in your life, you have already survived it. You have already come through the other side. It cannot hurt you anymore. That is not a diminishing of your personal experience, but rather an invitation to not allow these past experiences which have made you who you are and the wonderful, brilliant, light-bringing person that you are. Don't allow these these dark moments, even if they didn't exist, just the fear that they may exist, don't allow these moments to hold you back. I hope this has been helpful for you today, this process of sitting down and writing down all of your possible Even ludicrous sounding reasons for, you know, the fears that may be holding you back and keeping you stuck as well as this process of uh, what we call future pacing or guided imagery where you walk through your, your future, your hopeful future, making the modifications that you think are necessary to make that future comfortable to you. I hope you can appreciate these two exercises. I find them very, very, very beneficial. If you have any questions or concerns or want to talk to me about your experience, whether it's good or bad, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook at fb.me forward slash coach Christy R. Hall or at my website www.christyrhall.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish you well on your journey, and I hope to talk to you soon.